Hi, I'm Justine. And I'm Sarah Levon. And we are so glad you're here. We believe that your life has the potential to make a deep, meaningful impact on the world around you. You, as a nurse, have the ability to add value to every single person and patient you touch. We want to inspire you with resources, education, and stories to support you to live your absolute best life, both in and outside of work. But don't expect perfection over here. We're just here to have some conversations about anything birth, work, and life, trying to add some happy to your hour as we all grow together. By nurses, for nurses, this is Happy Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. Sarah, I remember when we were in Cancun last year, scoping out which resort to have our move retreat in. And we were in, we were at the spa because of course we had to scope out the spa and the whole week we were like, we know the location, we know the vibe, but it's like, what do you teach? And what do we Mm -hmm. bring these nurses? What's going to add value to their practice? What's going to get them excited? And you came up with physiologic coping just Mm -hmm. in that brain of yours. And (laughs) I think that we can hear it and it sounds, it definitely sounds catchy, which is nice for like, teaching, right? (laughs) But what does it actually mean? We hear coping with labor. We hear pain management techniques Mm -hmm. in labor and delivery, but what does physiologic coping mean? To me slash what it will mean to you when you come to Cancun. So this is our topic for the entire week. And I wanted to give you a preview for those of you that are coming to Cancun in May of 2023. Maybe it's past if you're listening to this later. Um, So you can have a little preview. And then those of you that have to miss it, you get a little bit of an idea into what this concept is. But I think, you know, and I've said it before on other platforms that the idea, I can't, kind of get into it without understanding that there is physiologic birth first. And so we have our physiologic birth class. We teach it multiple times a year. It's all online. You can take it from anywhere. And that is like the foundation of your nursing practice. But, you know, I teach that class. And one of my disclaimers is that you like really can't promote physiologic birth without helping the patient cope with the pain and discomfort of labor. And so as a part two to our physiologic birth training, it was like, I feel like I'm leaving you hanging by not discussing pain management and connecting the dots of what is the physiology of pain slash coping that helps the physiology of birth because they are so incredibly interconnected. So there's two types of pain. And when we think about pain prior to labor, we think of pathologic pain. When we're in nursing school or you've done any other specialty in nursing, I have chest pain slash not even a nursing school because even currently if I'm like, I have chest pain, there's an elephant on my chest. All of us have a mini heart attack, right? If I have a headache, I'm going to go, mm, that's not okay. I probably should do something about it. Maybe I have, it's lack of sleep. Maybe it's dehydration. Maybe it's fill in the blank. There might be something wrong. If it's the worst headache of my life, I'm going to be very concerned and maybe even consider going to the emergency department. That is considered pathologic pain. But there's also physiologic pain, right? And the physiologic pain of birth means that that pain is actually helpful. It is not a pathologic, I have a disease, I should be very concerned about the chest pain. It's a yes. And we all know this because of how we respond to contractions, right? Oh, my contractions are more painful. And you're going, yeah, I love it. And they go, what? This is so weird because it's a different context surrounding pain. We were trying to think of, we were brainstorming back in the day when I was first getting this going about like, what are the other pathologic or sorry, physiologic pains? What are them? 
system we came up with was working out right? You work out really hard, you're sore the next day and you're like, oh, like, ow, I'm not going to the hospital because I have, unless I like have a rhabdo or something, but I'm like, ow, I I worked out, I broke down my muscles. Yes, we love that pain. Or the one that I came up with was laser hair removal because when they're zapping my little hairs or if I'm getting a laser facial, which I did a few days ago, I'm like, ow, 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 but it's the point, right? The point is there's a physiology, there is an actual reason why it hurts, not to necessarily be concerned about. So when we think about it through that lens, there's physiologic and pathologic pain. There may even be pains in labor that are physiologic and also pathologic, right? I can't breathe. My head hurts so bad. I have the most excruciating headache. What are we thinking preeclampsia? I'm going to take a blood pressure on that. I might draw some labs, right? Those are things we want to be alerted to, but we have to understand there is a difference between the two. Now, from a birthing person perspective, we are programmed to protect against pain, right? Up until labor, every circumstance, I fall, I bonk my head, I still have a headache, I have blurry vision, I am nausea and vomiting. Um, I'm gonna go, uh-oh, that's concerning, right? So our natural protection is to go, uh-oh, alert against pain. Now, if in the case of labor, instead of alerting against it, we are working with it, not fixing the physiologic pain, we have to ask then, what is the physiology that exists in the body to help us cope with the natural pain that is expected and good and we're asking to continue, right? And the answer to that is hormones. I'm gonna particularly focus on endorphins. I'm not gonna totally go into endorphins. We will in Cancun, so come to Cancun and we're gonna talk all about this. But between endorphins and oxytocin, Our endorphins are our natural opiates. They are our coping hormone. And we know that throughout labor, our endorphins increase over time. Why? Because labor gets harder. The pain gets more intense. And so if we're going to support physiologic pain, we have to support the physiology of the body to cope with the pain that is normal not to be alerted from. Does this make sense? right? It's like, hello, like a ding, ding. I'm connecting some dots here, hopefully, right? And so therefore, we have to help the body to cope and therefore help our endorphins to work the best they can, which therefore helps the patient cope with pain. Now, endorphins is just one slight area we will go over in Cancun, so get excited because we're going to talk gate control theory. We're going to touch. We're going to talk the like mental side, mental hacks. Um, but it's sort of that idea that there is that difference between the two, and that we have many innate coping mechanisms that we can activate throughout labor to help them cope. Now, what happens when we help them cope? is it decreases their adrenaline and their stress. It helps them relax and therefore it has a physiologic effect on the body. So this is sort of how my brain broke it down when I was like piecing this together initially, right? There's pathologic and physiologic pain, right? Now, in order for, if you imagine in your mind, I have pain and I'm going to decide whether it's pathologic, there's a concern, ah, fear, activating the neocortex in the brain, potentially slowing slowing labor down, or it's physiologic. Hey, we love this. This is helpful. I am welcoming this over my body. What is the intervention? What is the opportunity that we see for pain becoming one or the other? And in my mind, it's education 
right? That the first step to whether or not pain becomes pathologic or physiologic is I have to know that labor is physiologic, right? And we we sort of know that, right? That you're like, oh yeah, it could like comes with the territory, but that that pain, what is the pain? What's happening in the body to cause the pain? Where's the pain coming from? It's actually helping your labor forward. So there's a huge area of opportunity that we will tackle in Cancun. Please come to Cancun. We're excited to see you there. All right. So now when we let's say the patient goes, okay, I know that this pain is actually physiologic. I know it's normal, Sarah. It's normal. It's normal. Yes, it's normal, right? Can they still have fear in labor of the normal labor pain? Which is caused with you have fear, concern, at a pathologic pain, up, something's wrong. Absolutely, especially because if they haven't experienced it before, or even if they have experienced it before, many times we hear at the bedside, right? Wow, my sister actually in labor was like, I've never known pain before this. This was her second baby, right? That we know that it can still be overwhelming. It can still cause fear, which increases our adrenaline, activates our neocortex, slows down labor. Labor dystocia is not what we want for a physiologic birth perspective. So then what's the other area of opportunity for us once they hit that physiologic birth, once they know that it's normal, once it's physiologic pain to avoid the the fear cycle, to me is some mental overrides. That's what I'm calling it. Now, there's some other things. There's mental, there's physical overrides. We want to override our natural physiology that tells us that this pain is pathologic and therefore provide some tools to help override the system. And what happens when we do is that they, instead of fear, that those mental overrides help create a sense of calm in their body. Now we're specifically talking brain science here and that's what I am geeking out about. This is our neocortex. This is our frontal area of our brain. This is the last area of our brain to develop, which is helpful when we're learning about this. But if we can activate the lower levels of the brain and calm the neocortex by meeting all of their physiological needs by helping with some of those those override strategies what happens is then the body can actually allow for that physiology to work leading to physiologic birth meaning pain and pain control pain and coping is directly correlated with physiologic birth and promoting physiologic birth for the patient. So you cannot separate physiologic birth and coping, which is the entire reason why we're having an entire conference in Cancun in May of 2023, and we want you there, um, subtle, not subtle plug to come. Um, Because I think too, it's like, oh, I, I took your physiologic birth class, or like, oh, I know about this. But do you know how to activate the body to cope and help provide tools to your patients to cope with the contractions that's with or without an epidural. And that's going to be a heavy focus in Cancun as well. And activate with nursing interventions too. Oh, totally. That's the whole point. So yeah. yeah, And in case anyone doesn't know, like the whole point of all of our trainings is like, what can you do as a nurse? And then some suggestions of like what you can ask for from your providers, but what can you do? Cause that's what, that's, what's going to help you in your career to change birth. Cause imagine if every nurse just had this, like they were experts at this. I think about mm-hmm. that with LND in general. I think about my husband's an ER nurse and I'm like, he's got to know so much about so many things, so many things. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. I know most much of what he knows, but 
but we're, I'm not required to in many ways. Right. And so I think that, you know, it, it could be frustrating for us when we think of like how little people know about physiologic anything, but it's mm-hmm. not, it's most of the time it's not their fault. It's just, they didn't get trained in it and they didn't even know it exists or is a mm-hmm. thing. I guess physiologic coping didn't exist because this is you. Well, there's, I mean, people talk about coping. It's just what I'm doing, especially in this training. And for that, like flow is connecting the dots of a lot of different experts out there and data and research and even history of birth to sort of put it into this nice little package for you to understand, first of all, that they're correlated and then to understand what's the science behind coping. How do we cope? Now, the fun part about Cancun, just to talk Cancun because I love talking Cancun, is that part of it is you allowing to practice. Our job in our minds is to help you calm. If you learn some of these strategies, you're going to teach them better. And so there will be lots of hands-on and practice for you to understand what does it look like to activate your lower levels of your brain and calm your neocortex. What? How does the vagus nerve involved, right? And to try out some of these strategies so that you can apply them to your patients. I see like a patient class coming in my mind as well because that's a piece of what I do. But if we can, if we can know how to do the tools ourselves, we're going to be even more effective at the bedside. It was sort of, I had, it's interesting. I had a conversation with a nursing student the other day whom I nannied when she was like seven and now she's 20 and it makes me feel very old. And we were talking about nursing school and I just kind of went on a rant about what I wish I knew. And I think the biggest thing that I wish I knew or what I focused on because nursing school is so overwhelming and there's so much memorizing and there's the train in your backyard. Is there a oh, train so in your backyard? I hear a train. <laughs> I can't help myself. Yeah, I live like right next to a train. Oh, I didn't even know that. I've been to your house. <laughs> anyway, you get all the noises of all the places that we are. Um, and so I was telling her like what I wish I would have focused on more because you memorize all this stuff and it's like none of it matters other than for the NCLEX, memorize it. But in real practice, understanding the pathophysiology slash physiology of the body, really understand when you're studying a disease process, what's being affected in the body and why versus what are the numbers say? What do the labs say? Like, what's the what's the care plan look like? Because to me, and this is how I teach physiologic birth and how I'll teach physiologic coping, is that bigger picture, understand the concept, and then you can critically think and strategize your way through many things. That's where the Levon circuit was birthed from, where I was just like, all right, I know what's happening in the body. I can picture it. Where does this baby need to go? How do we adjust? And sure enough, that system has been very effective to help rot- rotate asynclitic babies or even OP babies, which was not the original intent, but that's what lots of people have used it for. So, you know, it's we have to understand the physiology, and that's something that's so important to us here at Bundle Birth, whether it be mentorship or physiologic birth or physiologic coping in Cancun, um, that we want you to understand big picture what's actually taking place and what are our practical nursing interventions to help support the body to do what it already knows how to do and then where do we jump in to continue to move it forward towards good outcomes we hope you liked that insight into sarah's brain there (laughs) (laughs) my brain is very very a lot it is a lot of the best and i think that it shows like how curious you are about things Mm. and it's so important for us to stay curious and just to keep searching answer your own questions that's what i do you know, people ask me like, how did you learn so much? I'm like, I just, 
like, and actually when we were talking, we were talking about teaching something you and me, Justine. And I was like, I was like, you have to have answered all your own, all of the questions in your head. And there is a point, like if I'm going to teach something, I know when I'm ready because I've like, if I'm like, what about this? What about this? I have to look it up. I have to fill in all my gaps in order for me to be able to teach something well. And whether it comes out in the teaching or not, it's like, if it doesn't make sense to me, it's not gonna make sense to you. Well, thanks for spending your time here with us during this episode of Happy Hour with Bumblebird Nurses. If you liked what you heard, and it helps us a lot if you subscribe, rate, or leave a raving review and share this episode with a friend. If you want more from us, head to Bundlebrook Nurses or follow us on Instagram. Now it's your turn to take what you learned today and apply it to your life, giving honorable physiologic care to every single patient you care for. We'll see you next time here at Happy Hour with Bundlebrook Nurses.